If you enjoy Our Sinclair and want to support the show, please visit our page at patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about the Adams Family. Ooh. Now, Aaron, I'm sure that you've done a lot of research on the Adams Family. You're going to give us a rundown of the cartoon, the nope. lineage. Nope. None of that. Okay. Well, let's talk about that but now. They did. I, now, I, I'll, let's pretend this is a quiz. You tell me when I'm wrong here. Okay. So, we have covered this. Uh, this game, not this exact game, on a previous uh, episode. We literally covered it four and a half years ago on episode three of the Amiga. Wow, was that was it that yeah. long ago? So you don't don't worry about boring people. Okay, good. So this started off as a comic strip, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, by Do you know where? Uh, was it in the uh, New York? No, it was the was it? It was in a uh, it was in a magazine. It was in the New Yorker New magazine. New Yorker magazine. I was close. Yeah. I was so close. And the guy that did it was he named Adams? Charles Adams. Charles Adams. And I uh, wanna take Charles Adams by the hand. That's Charles Atlas, but close enough. Uh, so, and then this got, got developed into a, uh, a, 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 a. It was a weekly strip that got developed into a uh, a TV show, mm-hmm. and it starred. Uh, it had Gomez had uh, had all the whole gang in there and uh, a very, uh, would you consider so I guess it's a pretty popular episode a uh, pretty popular series in America sure I, I, mean, this, this ext- I guess it extends worldwide doesn't it I mean because yeah, I know the movies were worldwide I think that the movies would not have been released internationally if the uh, wider world didn't know of the Adams Family yeah, from before it's a, I never thought about it but I, yeah, I, I guess and it's the, pretty and popular the, the theme of the Adams Family you know weird family in a creepy house that's an international International phenomenon. It, okay, yeah, I, mean, I never thought about it. Uh, I, did you watch this when you were younger? No. The, it, funnily enough, um, when I was growing up, the Munsters was in very heavy rotation on show, you know stations like Nick at Night, and yeah. I think TBS might have shown them or something like that. But the Adams Family was just not shown that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't like the Adams Family or the Munsters that much. Really? I and it's, but of course, when I was a kid, you watched everything because there were no alternatives. Mm-hmm. There was no cable. There wasn't Jack Squat. So we saw all these uh, 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 shows, and, but I will say of the two, I guess this was my favorite. The, they get compared a lot. They're not really all that similar in, in a lot. I guess they sort of are. But they're they're sort of mirror images of each other. I don't know about that. I mean, the other one's got actual monsters in it, where the Adamses have were like people. Right. They were just g- goofy. But the, you know, the the monsters didn't think they were monsters. Right. Right. And I will say, um. I loved a lot of the characters from both shows. Mm-hmm. I liked Herman Munster. I liked Grandpa. I was actually I liked them more than pretty much anyone but the, but uh, Mr. Adams on the Adams Family. I liked him a lot. You were so, attracted to the male characters primarily. I, I, well, I, I liked uh, Mr. Adams' wife, but and I also liked uh, uh, Herman's daughter. Mm-hmm. But that's purely from a <laughs> you know a, a aesthetic uh, viewpoint. But. I watched both shows, and then, of course, it was inevitable that these shows would get remade, as everything has that has ever been existed has done in mm-hmm. a film uh, that was released. Uh, and, uh, of course, you had Raul Julia mm-hmm. in there as Gomez, who was awesome. Uh, who was the woman? Um, I had her name on the tip of my tongue. It wasn't Patricia Arquette. No. What, uh, what was her name? Anyway, she I mean, she's famous. Yeah. Uh, but uh, It was an all-star cast. Of course, you had... Uh, um, uh, who was it that played uh, Uncle Fester? Oh, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd, which mm-hmm. he was great. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I never realized this movie had this massive appeal until we started looking at the games. 
And and you're right, they they appear everywhere. And when mm-hmm. you see them appearing on like the British computers and stuff, it never really it's it's wacky. It never occurred. Well, to the me. movie was a huge success. It was a I mean, it, it it spawned two sequels and Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston, thank, thank you, Chad. Duncan. Um, uh, she, and she was, a, of course, that's a big star. I love Rod Julia. Uh, he was in, he was good in everything, oh, yeah. even bad stuff. He was mm-hmm. his turn in Street Fighter was legendarily hilarious. Uh, but he, it's hard to come in and fill the role. Uh, John Aston uh, uh, was Gomez on the TV shows. He was outstanding. Mm-hmm. He was outstanding. And so when you're going to pick up the mantle. Take that over. You had to get a real dynamic comedy actor, and they did. And of course, we are doing uh, we're we're doing this uh, somewhat timely because there is a new Adams Family movie currently in production. You're kidding me. Yeah, this is a mm. uh, computer animated affair. Uh, oh. Lots of people don't like it, and I think it's because they're not familiar with the original cartoons because these are based on the original uh, New Yorker strips. Oh, I see. So, so in that art style, yeah. So the the uh, it doesn't look like Raul Julia, you know. Right. Uh, he looks it looks weird. You know, they released, uh, I believe it was a, a the third one of these, and I uh, I can't remember which one of the Adams Family, but it, uh, um, as I recall, there might have only been one sequel. I think just the Adams Family Values. Right. Well, there was uh, there was another one that was either was like a direct to video. Oh, maybe that was it. Tim Curry played Gomez. Really, you know, I love Tim Curry, y'all. Uh, you, and of course, you're surely familiar with Tim Curry from the Rocky Horror Picture Show and Clue, and how about a million other a lot bit of things, parts yeah. he's been done over the years. Uh, but he he's great. Now, I, that much said, I never saw it. I can't imagine... I don't like the thought of Tim Curry being in like a directed video loser no. version of that. We don't, yeah, we don't want to think of it. But he could probably way. he could probably pull off Gomez to a certain degree. It depends on how far into his current decrepit state he's in because he's well, in this bad is, shape no, This was now. years okay, ago. Okay. This was years ago. Uh, you know, if you ever saw... Did you see the movie where Tim Curry played the uh, uh, guy that gave allocution lessons... Uh, Bugsy was this, what Sylvester Stallone comedy, no. the gangster. He, the movie was okay, but he was outstanding. That, that sounds thing. pretty good. I think I like that. It he's sounds pretty very, wacky. He's very good, and he's a good singer too. I've got several oh, yeah. of his albums. I don't know. Have you ever heard of his albums? No. They're, I mean, I'm talking non Rocky Horse. He's uh-huh. great. He's he can go. I can tell he's, he's got bombastic. Some yeah. yeah, he's bombastic. So this movie was a, a. This was the first movie soundtrack I ever bought. Oh really? What 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 got you over the top on that? The Adams Groove by I MC knew Hammer. It. I knew. Hey, I wanted that song so bad. It's better than that sequel theme. That's for darn sure. And it's so funny because the Adam's Groove does not appear on the soundtrack. Oh. It was like licensing rights prohibited. Did it. you know that when no. you bought it? And but I did end up listening to the soundtrack a lot, and it actually was one of the factors that caused me to want to be in the band and be a musician. Because the music on it is it's by Mark Shaman, who's done tons and tons and tons of stuff. He's sort of a Danny Elfman esque character. He did the music for the, the South Park movie. He's uh, <laughs> he's. <laughs> did you ever see that film? I did. I saw you it in the saw theater. That? You? Yeah. That's I was me. a big South Park fan. But I mean, back it's so day. offensive. It is I'm very surprised offensive. you would go see that. It doesn't sound like your kind of movie. It was a musical though, so I like. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. I saw a theater too. I, particularly their their anti Canadian tune. Yeah. Particularly amusing. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, uh, I, this movie has a special place in my heart. Um, I, you know, I thought, uh, well, who was the girl that played Wednesday? Um, Christina Ricci. Yes, I thought that I'm a she big was, fan of her. Yeah, she was she was super cute. I, oh, w- yes, I was I about agree. unlike unlike um, you at this time. I was still old enough to conceivably date Christina Ricci, where you're more of in the father zone for her. Um, but well, uh, don't put it like that. Just saying. I love Christina Ricci. Um, so this movie meant a lot to me, and when I started playing the game. 
I got the game from one of my friends on the Super Nintendo, and this is back in the day where you just didn't have that many games. And I played this thing to death because they made it real easy to get a lot of extra lives so you could complete the game fairly easily. And I got to where I'd sit down and I'd play it every day. I'd have Amigo Chad would come over, we'd put on a Yes record, and I'd beat the Adams Family. Your your abilities in the Adams Family are well documented. Yeah. As, as I recall, you beat the game on the show. So I I really enjoy uh, you know the the property. I think it's ripe for video game adaptation. Anytime you've got a big mansion to explore with secrets and stuff like that, it's a good time. So yeah. uh, I was real real excited to look at the ZX Spectrum version, which we're going to talk about right now. Now I will admit that I didn't know about this, but it didn't surprise me. Uh, except for the fact that, like I said, I wasn't sure the Adams was, was popular everywhere. Uh, and so I, I had to say, I looked at this and I thought, well, this might be interesting. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> so uh, this title uh, came out, simply titled The Adams Family, uh, 1992. Uh, and this was put out by, uh, there are three people credited on here. And I, just, I wrote down who they were and what they'd done. Uh, you've got a fellow named Andrew P. Deacon. Uh, he did, and it's funny, we got to play this boat. He did, amongst the things he did was Combat School. Uh, he did uh, Rambo 3, Total Recall. Uh, so he did a bunch of, uh, you know, movie stuff. Uh, Ivan Horn, which worked on apparently, uh, these guys seem like they worked together a bunch of times because he worked on about the same stuff. And then a fellow named Jonathan Dunn, who did amongst, we did a couple of these where we looked at, Chase HQ, Daily Thompson, uh, Dark Man, New Zealand Story, uh, RoboCop, Terminator, Terminator 2, and WEC Le Mans. Uh, so you had a lot of guys that had done a few, more than a few games here that worked on this. Uh, of course, this was tied into the motion picture, and the uh, this ran on the Spectrum 128. Uh, oh, yeah. This, this Notably, this did not receive a 48K release. Right. 128K only. And uh, if you look at this game, it is advanced graphically from what you would often see. I thought this was a super well, good looking you, game. You know, we're still pretty early on in the run of the show. So right. I in a in a way, I agree with you. Um, you know, the, the 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 characters are detailed, you know, the sprites are detailed as far as the way that they're drawn. However, um, for a 128K game, I was not impressed with the way that they handled a lot of the graphical elements, such as the color clash, which is very, very, very apparent in this game. Um, it's almost like they, they... We've played so many games on the 48K spectrum where they've used several programming tricks to get around uh, the color clash, and in this game, they made no, they made no attempt to get around that. The, I will say, it's uh, this game... Um, of all the games we've played... I had the most trouble with the color on this one in terms of it affecting my ability to be any good at the game, mm-hmm. which I'll get to that, but that, I agree with you on that. Um, this came out, the original price for this bad boy, if you want the disc version, you're looking at 15 pound, and the uh, I guess the tape version was 12 pound. Uh, um, the, uh, the game got released on a million different uh, consoles, whatnot, but I mean, this is... This game is different than any of the other games that I've played. I don't know how this, I don't know if it appeared in this, I doubt it appeared like this on anything else but the ZX. Yeah, the, the, you know, the Adams Family is unique in that it was a different game on every platform it was released for. So the Super Nintendo, well, I take it back. Well, all, all the 16-bit platform, like 
the eight bit game, the, the the Nintendo game was different than the Master System. The Master System was different than the Super Nintendo and Genesis were almost the same. This game is different and than the game was yeah, and similar the, to those. The, the Game Boy was different than all of these. So uh, there were different teams working on this this property, producing different games. So, so we're used to it being a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Now this, this is one thing that's different from this. Is this is a, a screen by screen, the old flip screen mm-hmm. uh, variety of game, uh, which I, now that we have come to sort of uh, uh, expect on a lot of these sorts of games, and so uh, <laughs> for me, when I play in a, a game like this, one of these uh, jump around games, platformers on the on the uh, spectrum, uh, I expect it to be rock hard. And I, but the one thing about a screen by screen game is that that I kind of like is that you can sort of take on that screen and move along. So it's almost like you play hundreds of small games. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a stupid way to look at it, but that's all. No, I agree with you. Now, here's the downside of that: if you can't master the first game of the hundreds of games, you're boned. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and here, another downside of this particular game is that when you finish a particular screen, sometimes you have to repeat it over and over again as you wind your way through the maze of the Adams Family right, compound. Right. So, um, in this game, I don't know if you read the flavor text at the opening of this, and it's been since I saw the original movie. And this maybe this is the plot of the movie, uh, but uh, 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 some shifty accountant has screwed the Adams family, and they're going to get evicted from the mansion, and so all. <laughs> All the family have just hidden in the mansion yeah. somewhere. They've taken certain liberties with the plot and of the so, film. <laughs> and so it's uh, now, I, and you could explain to me how this is going to work out. But you're, it's up to to Gomez. It's always Gomez, by the way. Uh, it's up to Gomez to go out and find all the Adams yeah. in the mansion. And you have to do that by collecting keys. And you find them. You find these guys in the mansion. And now here's the part I don't understand, Boaster is when you find all the Adams is in the mansion, how does this save the mansion exactly? Because <laughs> I didn't get that part. Well, what happens, I believe, is that the uh, the crooked attorney is somehow exposed um, and through the, the the finding of the uh, through the finding of the the other family members. Um, the Adams family uh, have enough money easily to pay for whatever costs there are in there. the The vault is huge. Uh, so uh, that this game it, it never really explains any of that. The on the Super Nintendo Amiga slash Genesis versions of this game, uh, the the members of the family have been kidnapped, and you have to find them, which which makes more sense. And what's funny in typical Adams Family style, they say, "Oh, you know, I was having such a great time. Why did you Why did you come find me?" Yeah, I will say that one thing. This game also mentions at the beginning is that there's a you find this note. And the note has gives you a rough idea of where the people are. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, uh, it's not subtle. No, <laughs> the, the clues are not subtle. It's basically, it's like this person's in the graveyard. This person's in the in the kitchen or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and you go and you go off and hunt them. Now, uh, before I go any further, I, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, uh, I was absolutely terrible at this. Uh, I tried. This is one of the few games I actually hooked up a joystick and tried. And I never do that. I always put the keyboard. I can't believe you, you tried to do it I with did. just the keyboard. I always that's... put Well, that seems to be the natural way these games are played. But I actually I hooked up the joystick and tried, and it didn't help me. Uh, I had trouble. And the thing is, I can't blame the game. The uh, I mean, I think Gomez controlled pretty well. What, what did you think? Let's get there. How, what did you think about the control of Gomez? Uh, I disagree. Uh, I think that the uh, Gomez does not control particularly well. The the way that his momentum works during jumping is unlike any game I've ever seen. It is odd. You jump up 
and, and Gomez tends to take a pretty standard arc, like a 45 degree arc when he begins the jump. And then at a certain point, it's just flat, <laughs> like a, just, a, just a flat traversing. Um, and you're not sure where you're going to end up. Uh, this game is he does sort of jump, go straight down. Right, you hit the at the, at the right. It's right after you've started your descent. Mm-hmm. It's not at the peak of the jump. Yeah, and this game is you know a very very demanding platformer. This game demands you to make certain pixel p- perfect maneuvers, some of which are not readily apparent until I started watching the let's play that we're watching right now. Uh, I could not figure out how to get past some of these rooms because you have to actually perch yourself on edges of ledges where it doesn't look like you should be able to stand to get past some of this stuff. I, I was horrible at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you're right. I did not have the chops to, to, to be in to get this game at all. Uh, I, I had to, I, and I hate the, I hate when this happens. And it doesn't happen that often. But I had to rely on uh, just watching other people play large chunks of this game to have any idea what was happening because it, I was no good. Now, I'll tell you this. Um, did I enjoy this more or less than Manic Miner? The answer is I probably enjoyed this more. Um, I was terrible at both games. Both games are uniquely demanding. However, this game does not impose um, the same sort of time requirements. I know that you, you do have a certain amount of hearts that will run down, but it's not like you're timed by room like Manic Miner is where I really felt under the gun. Um, I thought that this game was was more colorful. Uh, obviously, it looks a lot better being a, a, a 128K game. Uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I just like the Adams Family. If you were going to compare this to Manic Miner, what, what would you say? I like Manic Miner more, but there's a, but it's plus not, you didn't have to deal with Hall the Mountain King. Well, <laughs> this did had a, had a good uh, a load screen. I'm glad it had you, an awesome sound yeah, music. When you it's funny when you start the game, it plays one of the classic tunes from the 16-bit versions of the game. Yeah. it was surprising that it didn't play the Adams theme. Yeah, well, it's funny because it makes you wonder. I guess maybe Ocean licensed that that particular title for use in all of their platforms, you know, whatever the... Because that song does not appear on the movie. It's just on the video game version. Because, mm, yeah, when they yeah. played that song, kept the, kicked up. I was like, that's strange that they're not playing the you know mm-hmm. normal theme. Yeah. Uh, but the opening, the loading screen looks awesome. Mm-hmm. The music is good. Uh, the graphics are amongst the best we've seen. They're very good. The color clash is the only thing that lets you down. I mean, it looks, it looks really good. Now, all that said, uh, I like Manic Miner more. And the reason I like it more, maybe it's personal, uh, but Manic Miner is, uh, it doesn't pretend to be anything more than it is. It's, it, it, it loves hate and hates everything else. And it doesn't want you to live and wants you to fail horribly. This looks like a platform game that you could actually go out and have a go at. Mm-hmm. You know, Man- Manic Miners, it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a lesson in patience. This, I didn't expect a lesson in patience, and it was, a Manic Miner also, I think, controls, the, the, the when you're controlling Willie, I feel like I've, I've got more Jack. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, I, like I said, I can't, I'm, I'm not as bad as you in terms of fault, I mean, the jumping is weird. It's, it's just, it's straight, I, I feel like I could get used to it if I had to. Yeah. Um, but the, it is, and the thing, I don't know, there, there is sort of a charm to the open-ended nature of all the Adams Family games where you can kind of go anywhere. You don't have to attack all the rooms in the same order like you do with Manic Miner. Yeah. Um, that's, it's a tough call. I'll, I'll, well, I mean, I, 
Manic Miner was just something that clicked in me. And this, I will say, when I started playing this, the Manic Miner crept into my head. I'm like, What's this? this is going to be a tough game. But this game just, to me, it just seems even more impossible than Manic Miner because it's so, I mean, there are like, I read that there were 240 levels yeah. or screens in this. Yeah. That's a ton of stuff. Plus, you've got uh, difficulty levels. Now, I always played on easy. And if you didn't, you've got to be out of your mind. Yeah. Did you ever try? Did you try uh, medium or never or even difficult? attempted it? Yeah, it's unbelievably difficult on easy. So I can't imagine what the other the other levels would be like. You know, I want to talk a little bit about the boss stages of this game. Okay, good because I never got to any of them. Okay, so in normal platformers, when you get to a boss, you have to defeat the boss to uh, to free whatever you know right to progress. In this game, you're greeted with a somewhat large digitized face of the family member that you're trying to rescue. It really struck me as odd the first time I watched somebody <laughs> get there. I was like, whoa. And then you've got a countdown uh, timer, one clicking down from 60 to 0. All you have to do is survive in the room that you're in for 60 seconds to beat, quote unquote, beat the boss. It's a very, very odd thing. I've never seen anything quite like it. And the rooms aren't particularly challenging, especially given what you've had to go through to get to those rooms. It's a very weird way to uh, free your family members who, I guess, are hiding out in various places. There's also some kind of crazy... Like after a level, like you rescue them thing, isn't there? Can you explain what's going on there? I, I didn't get that either. I don't. The, this whole that that blew my mind because I had no idea what was happening. I watched the walkthrough and I thought they had a cheat or something on. I had to go back. I was like, what? Why didn't they do anything? Mm -hmm. So that's it. You just that's don't it. You just wait. You you just have to survive in that room, like dodge the various things, and and that's it. Very unusual. Yeah. Uh, you know. Another thing this game has that I don't like are tons and tons and tons of spikes. Yeah. <laughs> Those are yeah, horrible. They are horrible. Something else that, you know, the very first level you open up with knights with swords. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can jump on their heads, right? They position themselves in a way that makes it very difficult to get around them. And one thing I noticed, this happened to me more than a few times, is that when you were in the midair occasionally, the knight would just stop and he would position his sword perfectly for you to land on that instead of him. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah they're very conniving, those knights. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I One of the reasons why I was so bad at this game is because the game conditions you to not think that you can stomp on some of the enemies. There are some enemies that look like they're made out of spikes, but you can still stomp on them. And it wasn't until I watched a playthrough where I was like, oh, you can beat those guys. So enemy design, confusing, uh, irritating. Although... In the game's favor, there are a surprisingly large variety of enemies. Another thing I really like about the Adams Family series of games. I agree. Now you know uh, the uh, what the Spectrum Next, I always call mm -hmm. it, the new Specy that's coming out. Right. One of the one of the uh, things that I find interesting about it is they amongst the many abilities it has is allegedly. It can take an old game like this and take out all the color class. Right. I'll be interested. This would be a perfect candidate for something now, like I that. Now I know a lot of purists. Uh, are dead set against mm -hmm. that. But a game like this, it seems like that aspect of it would be remarkably yeah. good. To be able to play this game with Gomez sticking to a certain color, for example, because that does get confusing and it I mean especially if you're a slow-minded guy like me mm -hmm. trying to get in there when he when you it, it can be jarring to be honest with you when yeah. you jump from in one different color, other stuff and in you, that color. You sort of disappear almost. Yeah. yeah. And you're right cuz I mean 
this game has this. I think this is probably the worst defender that we've seen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, graphically, this has got to be. Have we seen anything that look? I mean, this is remarkably attractive. I think. At the same time, this is really one of the first 128K games that we've played. Maybe that's so. What it we'll, is. we'll have to play some it, more to see. I'm impressed, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this is if this is the uh, what's we have going forward, I think we're in good shape now. Uh, one of the things I was reading about when I was reading uh, a World of Spectrum, uh, they said that. Um, Arguably, this was the last game uh, game released for the system uh, by Ocean on for the ZX. Ninety two uh, is very late in the game for the yeah. humble Specky. So and now that could be true. It could be not true. But they because it's written on World Spectrum, like hey, you don't know. Could be interesting. I uh, I guess that's a good way to go out. Uh, but ninety two that is really late. You mm-hmm. know, but you. Have we covered anything? What's the latest thing we've covered? This game. Is this the latest one? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go then. So, um, I looked up some reviews on this thing, Boat. I just found a couple. Uh, the World of Spectrum folks give this a 7 out of 10, 7.03. Uh, Crash gave this a 91% when it came out. Your Sinclair gave it an 86. Now, I also scoped out just some like opinion, and this is a, a polarizing game. Some people dig it. Some people don't like it at all, so it's one of those. I guess if you're into it or you, it catches your eye, you know, maybe you're into it. A lot of people think it's too hard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, we got some reviews from our Discord members. Um, Graham Vebke says some of the most colorful graphics I've ever seen on the ZX, and they nailed the music and sound, but the gameplay, sigh. It's very difficult <laughs> as the jumping doesn't work like on other versions of this game, and Gomez moves from snail pace to normal speed, which makes jumps too difficult to judge. Yeah, I much prefer other versions of this game. Six out of ten. We didn't talk about that. The momentum in this is—it's got that kind of uh, you gain speed momentum, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. Yeah, it's. It makes I like my got to instantly sprint. <laughs> yeah, um, just like me. Duncan Styles says they ramped the difficulty on this game up to 11. Mm. You need to be able to dedicate a lot of time learning the layout, enemy movements, and be able to execute precision movement around the map. It looks and sounds good, but the difficulty doesn't match the fun theme of the Adams Family. Not fun. 5 out of 10. And finally, Chris Fold says, For a specy game, graphics and sound are the essence of what we know to be a great platformer is in place. However, the control of Gomez, his jumping, etc. is all out of whack. Which destroys the game, which is a real shame. Five out of ten. Yeah, I I can't say I disagree with any of those. Mm-hmm. So he was, I, I I just thought I sucked to be honest. But yeah, the control, it was weird. A yeah, weird. Yeah. Eh, what are you gonna do? It looks good. It does. It does look good. And we, I want to invite all of our um, Discord community. If you'd like to leave a review for for our Sinclair, uh, we we love to we'd love to get some more reviews going on. And if you don't support the show yet and you'd like to. Uh, please visit our page at patreon.com slash Sinclair. You get access to our Discord channel, uh, get magnets, get all kinds of extra cool swag. Uh, so, uh, And also, before we go, Aaron, we should give a little plug for Amigathon 2019 coming up. Not everybody uh, that listens to our Sinclair listens to our Amiga podcast, but uh, once a year we do a um, charity marathon for uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, and that is coming up on July 20th. We're going to go 12 hours from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, please, uh, if you want, tune in. It's on our normal YouTube Amigos Retro Gaming channel. Uh, tune in, uh, donate, help us raise tons of money for sick kids. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Getting some good gaming in. Should Absolutely. I uh, want to thank all the fine folks in our chat. Uh, they're watching us live right now. Uh, Necronom, Edvin Helland, Barkbit, Pixels at Dawn, Necronom, Retro Man Cave, uh, Lobsterminator X, Amiga Bong. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, joining us this evening. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, next week, Aaron. Actually, before I announce what our game is next week, we should also thank our awesome, awesome, awesome supporters of our Sinclair, which include Laurent Giroux, the one and only, Gary Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbo Knot, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Harrington, and Christopher Hassel. Thank you guys so much for supporting our thank Sinclair. Aaron, next week... We're going to leave the uh, Adams Family Mansion and go across the street to the golf course. Yes. We're going to hit the links and play some leaderboard. I cannot wait. Love it. This is going to be great. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll see you then. Until then, rewind tape. And press play.